Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the New Orleans System Baker Psychic Hour, where we have a caller in the queue, and um, we're going to bring her on shortly. I'm realizing I want, you know, when you when you schedule a show, Neil, you probably don't know this, but you write tags, you know, so people can find your show, but I misspelled psychic. I mean, I didn't misspell psychic. It's just a typo. Psych, key readings, I said. Mm. I've got to change that doesn't look good. Um, anyway, we're going to bring on our caller momentarily, but want to let others know how to reach us. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And you may join us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked under our blog, Talk Radio Profile, Neil and Kristen Baker, Psychic. Anything else before we no, get on to our caller? Hi. It's Andrea. Hi, Andrea. One seventeen sixty three. What? Go ahead. I'm driving. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, I just came from a couple of doctor's appointments and I have a couple job interviews. So. Oh, doctor's appointments. I hope everything's okay. Well, I, I told you I lost my job, so now I have to get all these doctor's appointments in before I lose my health insurance, so I'm doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have to do a mammogram. Now I have uh, an eye issue. I have age, degenerative maculation, or whatever you call it, something like that with my eyes. So, macular yeah, degeneration? Yeah. Macular? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that, it. Yeah. That's a serious one. Um, no, he said it's not as bad as some people, because my friend's daughter has it, and she's really almost blind. He said, I'm not going to go blind. It's just age-related. Oh. And he said, I could take take some particular vitamins that will help uh, slow the process. Oh, well, so, then that's so bad, because it can be serious. Yeah, it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah, he said this one's not that serious. So, But I did get a job offer, but I'm not thrilled about it. So there's a lot of things I don't like about it, so I'm not sure if they will work out. But I actually have two interviews today, another one Monday. Do you think any of those will be better than hopefully this one that I, I have to take? So are you in the same same type of job that you were in before? No, this is working for a trade show, so I have to set up all the trade trade show stuff, like order oh, AV stuff, Computers, Wi-Fi, all that, all of that stuff. So this is like something you're taking because it's like what you you just got it 
have you to got it because so you have to because you have yeah. to get a job. So this is one right. of the. I remember you. Saying, yeah. I remember you saying, "I'll do anything." You know, I'll, I'll take yeah, any job. Right. Well, exactly. Tables, yeah, I'll do this, I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. unemployment is not is not enough. So, so no, understandable. Yeah, $500 for my health insurance, I have to pay for it. And a $1,500 deductible. And they don't really give PTO. They don't have really good vacation. I mean, they have really crappy benefits. And it's, it's yeah, it sucks. But, you know, to get you, you got to do. So, this you're referring to the job that you just took? The yeah, yeah. Trade show. Yeah. Ugh, that's, that's, I mean, yeah. Ugh, I mean, I, I well, everybody's different. Everybody's different. For me, I, it wouldn't be my ideal job, but it's not um, mine either. Trust me. Yeah, so I can relate. Now, someone else might love to do that because there's flexibility and freedom. You're set, you know, you're kind of doing your own thing, setting up the shows. You know, you're you're oh, not. Oh no, really I don't have to do that part. I don't. I don't have to physically do any of that. I just have to order the stuff for the show and make a like a blueprint of what the people have to pack before they go. I don't have to set up anything. Oh, so you don't have to actually, you're not staying, no. like staging the show. You're just, no, no. you're doing the backup. Well, that's not right. as bad as like having to go bad. out there and, and actually do the trade shows and set yeah. up, the, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but you have it's other jobs coming up. I have okay. two, yeah, two today. Um, they're, like, they're like contract to hire and then another one on Monday. I don't think it's Contract to hire, is this, are any of them in your field of expertise? Any they're of these jobs? like some ad, ad, admin position type jobs. Yeah, they're all that kind of work. And the contract to hire is obviously you're, you're working for a specific period of time and then... Um, Converts to a full-time position. It's, they're all more money. Yeah, this company, I asked for a certain dollar amount, and they couldn't even match that. So, like, this, this it was, like, 60 cents more. It's, like, big deal. You couldn't even give me the 60 cents? So that's, okay, the contract, okay, so the way you're interviewing for, there's it's a lot of static on the line, unfortunately. Um, contract to hire, and then the other job is what? Same contract to hire. They're both contract to hire. Right. But the but one of them doesn't pay enough, or they both don't pay enough. No, but, no, they they both will pay. They'll pay more. They'll both pay more than what what this new job is offering. Okay, so they pay more. Are the, is it enough? Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's enough. It's it's yeah, it's fine. And you have interviews next week. No, I have one today at one o'clock. That's what I'm driving okay. to the interview. That's what I'm, oh, you're driving yeah. to the interview right now. Yeah, to the interview. Yes, at one o'clock, and the other one is at two. So I have back to back two of them today. Back to back interviews, and the, you're in. You're, well, you're you're you were working at a. Um, 
what, what what kind of company was it? Was it mortgage? Oh, company? mortgage mortgage company. Yeah, mortgage company. So, so are these in the same? Are they mortgage company? No. One is no. a nonprofit, and one is for like a document coordinator kind of job. Document coordinator. Yeah. I don't know. The third one is with the, is a real estate office. It's for Keller Williams Real Estate Office. That's the third one. And on Monday. That's Monday, the real estate office. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's so there's three. They all pay enough. Are they all contract to hire? No, the two are, the first two are contract to hire, and the third one is a permanent job. But the top dollar is eighteen dollars an hour. It's not quite enough, so I don't know if that would be. That's go, not enough. I thought you said one wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's not enough. That, that's the one that I mean, as far as your experience. Right. Correct. You're it kind of in the that's more in your in my wheel wheelhouse, wheel and they and they have yeah they have great benefits too. So I mean couple dollars if I could have better benefits would outweigh the money you know me I mean I I, I personally I, I I get a vibe with the third job that that might be the job but it's not enough money Neil yeah you yeah. go ahead because I've been slapping my mouth off well do you have experience <laughs> okay. do you have experience with these trade shows no, I don't have any. I mean, a little bit, but no, not really. So you know that counts against you. But I mean, what do you have yeah. to bring? To, what do you have to bring to them that why they would hire you? They love my personality. They love my thought process. Uh, I pay attention to details. I called for references. They gave glowing references. Um, so they have one person who is not. She's not the know? job. They're gonna, they're gonna let her go. How do you know they like you, your thought process? How do you know that? Um, they, they, they told me. Well, you've already spoke to them before? Yeah, yeah she got the oh, job. Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have the job. I'm supposed to start on she the 1st of October. She got the job. Uh, she has the job. I don't really, I really don't want job. that job. Oh, I was thinking, yeah. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> yeah. uh, Andrea. But, I, right. I, I didn't know you had the job. Somehow, how I yeah. didn't know it. My, my permission. Yeah. The premonition was you were going to be working at the trade show. So I was thinking that without realizing you were already working there. So in a way, I was right to think it without having yeah. knowledge that you were actually there. So why do you want to leave there? I don't really want this job. I, it just, I, I don't, it's, it's just not something I want to do. They have really terrible benefits. So I'm hoping something else will come through so I don't have to take no, no, no. What's happening is this. She got laid off from her mortgage company. Then now she's seeking jobs. So she applied for a bunch of jobs. One of them was trade show. Um, she does right. the back, back end work for trade shows. So you don't actually physically go there and set them up, but you prep the, do the prep work for right. people that do set it up. The other two right. jobs that are contract to hire are um, a nonprofit and a document coordinator. For, it's an admin document coordinator. I don't know what is it. Document coordinator for what? Like yeah, what yeah. document? Um, I'm not really sure. It's like a government contract stuff. Okay, 
So, so that's what she's going for today. Two, yeah, two of them. So, nonprofit, government contract, anyway, document coordinator. Then Monday, she has a job at a real estate office that is a permanent job, not contract to hire. So, these two jobs she's going for today are they could potentially like let you go at the end of the contract, right? Yeah, technically, it doesn't. Yeah, they don't like you. They won't convert to a full-time job. Correct. Right. So then, the Monday one is a permanent job. She has not Correct. interviewed yet. So that's in in her in her field of expertise, which is real estate. Right. But it pays. Right. Excuse me. It pays not well, but has a good yeah. benefits package, and it may be able to make up for. Make up right. for the um, the, well, the lack of salary. None. But she, but but the, the the nonprofit job and the the document coordinator. I mean, like you said before, you are, you were a paper pusher at this other job in the mortgage company. Right. So you're dealing right. essentially. If you're in this nonprofit, what are your responsibilities? I don't really know. That's why I'm going for the I'm going for the interview. I don't really know. It's just a, they said it, it's just admin assistant. I don't really know exactly what it is. That's why I'll find out in the interview. So it's, so it's kind. You kind of do have experience because you've been doing yeah. that kind of right. work, but just not in that field. The same Correct. with the document coordinator. I mean, obviously, Correct. you've been working Correct. with doing paperwork, and Correct. you know that's the same. It's the same kind of work, maybe, but not the same field. Right. Probably the document coordinator. I mean, that's my guess. I mean, you'll probably get one of the three because it's vibrations in terms of you getting another job. My hunch hunch is the document coordinator, but I could be wrong. But... Uh, you don't think the real estate office? I mean, well, you have experience in real estate, but you might be under tough, tough competition. Hmm. Right. So, um, you know, you're not the only one with experience, and you work for a mortgage company. So. Right, and a real estate office. Yeah, I mean, there's a possibility. Okay. The problem with that one, the problem with that one is um, competition. Uh, so if, if if I see you getting that, you're going to be in competition with other people. So they could put you on high in the list, but you're going to be in com- competition. That doesn't mean you won't get it. Because I think in the end, you'll get a job. You'll move away from the one you're in. The so one that she just got, rather than she, you, so what you're saying is she's not going to get, she won't end up having to work at the um the trade show job. I don't think so. I mean, I saw the only problem is I saw you working at the getting a job at the trade show. I thought well, that was coming up. Well, she did get it. So I know. Yeah. I, but what, the time that I saw it, I didn't know you already had it. So does that mean that you're yeah. going to stay there? I don't know. Because with the time when I saw it, I didn't know you had a job there. Yet. So I don't know if the vibration is telling me you're going to be staying there or whether it just validates that you are there. I'm not sure which one is going on. But but I think you will probably be able to move into a new position. Um, You know, the contract coordinator, what what are their contracts? Document coordinator. Document. Yeah, document. 
I'm not really exactly sure exactly what it is. I just know it's a civil engineering company. So I had to take an Excel test to make sure that I could pass it, and so I passed. Excel, Microsoft Excel, you mean? Yes. Yes, yes. Did so, you pass? Yeah, a lot with Outlook. Did you pass? Like mail, oh, yeah, I passed. Yeah, like mail merge, you know, um, setting up things in, in Outlook. Yeah, any yeah, time no. I passed. I don't know. I, my, my, I, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the uh, document, but I don't know. But I, I think you'll okay. get one of the clues. Do you want to? Okay. I mean, if you do get like the document coordinator job, for example, and decide to take it, you know, the risk. I mean, with that or the nonprofit, um, is the fact that it's contract to hire and not permanent. Of course. At any point, you can get fired from a job. So even if it's a well, permanent job, yeah. let you go. Yeah, even in Virginia, yeah, in Virginia, where you're at will, they don't need a reason to fire you. So it doesn't matter where you work. Yeah, that's you're the same will. in California. She's in Virginia, okay. so it's the same in California. They're at will, and they can do what, what you want. What kind have. of a salary are we looking at? With but these jobs? um, the one, well, the one, the the, the nonprofit is like. Two dollars more an hour, and the other one is like three or four dollars more an hour. So, what does it come out to a year? Um, not enough either. In the in the forties, I think. But the, but the, the the document will convert in the fifties when it converts. Oh, okay. I mean, my but my discomfort level with these contract to hire jobs is that it's like. Even though you can get fired at will, I mean it's it's just in, you, you can quit. They can they can let you go at a permanent right. job. The fact that you're kind of hanging in the balance, wondering if you're going to get, you know, you're going to continue there after the contract ends. That's yeah, well, you know, nerve wracking yeah. because then you're you're if you don't get fired. Boat. Permanently, then you're you're in, back in the same boat of trying to same look for work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're asking but, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not a risk. Go ahead, Andrea. What? No, I'm saying it's a it's a risk. It's a risk either way. It's definitely a risk. See, you're asking us to make predictions. The other element is, you know, what you're doing on your journey in life. You're what, 58 years old? 59. Yeah, she's 59. Oh, January. 59. Yeah. Right. You're 63. You're a compounded energy. Every year is a change. Um, Every 10 years is a change, though, too. And she's coming up on her um, 60th birthday. So that would be her 60th. So that's a change. Yeah. That's a change. You know, you're bound to change your job, but you, you just started working at the uh, trade show. So we haven't might... started yet. I, I haven't started yet. I don't start till October 1st. So I'm hoping one of these come through before I actually uh, physically go start that job. Oh, so you would quit before you started working. No, I haven't started yet. I know. I you've been October 1st. Well, what I'm saying is you would quit before you started working. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. If one of these other came through, there was a better opportunity would come through. I wouldn't even take that one. I would oh. just like to just say sorry. All right. Well, sorry, you're, yeah. for, you're 31 years past 28, so you're, unless you're inverted first and last number, so you're up for a change right now anyway. Now, if the universe says, well, you've, you got your job at the trade show, so we've, we've, we've sufficed your, your method of change right now. We've done our job. That might be, but then we have to look at karmically what are you most connected to. It might be real estate. Yeah. So um, Kristen's theory that it could be real estate could be more conducive to your master number one. And it's it's in your your month of day as well. You've got one. But then we have tribal energy in terms of the tribe that you're working for. That has some significant value. Are there four members? How many? Do you have siblings? Are there four members in your family? Uh, I was adopted, so I have a, uh, a biological sister and a brother and a sister. So there's, yeah. So like I said, four. I guess it's four of us. Four of you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that just tells me that the way you end up with, don't worry, you're going to know in two, you're within two weeks, the way you end up, you'll be happy. That's the bottom line, like this is told. The other thing is, too, 1963 is the one. I mean, 10-1. So that's, you know, same same, same deal as far as earth energy, real estate, et cetera. So that's, that's, that's that on that front. Is there anything else? Because we've got some time. No. Um, um, no, I mean, I, I'm fine everything else. I'm still going through all these, all these health issues. I can't figure out what is wrong. So I have to go back to my GI specialist. So, what's going on with your GI? GI, like, so, what are you doing? Colonoscopy? I had a hyaluronia that I had surgery to fix, and I'm still having issues, like my throat constantly being dry and like irritated, and I don't know what 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 the issue is because the surgery should have fixed the problem, but it has not. Interesting because we had a caller on our prior show on Friday whose husband was diagnosed with a hernia in an ER and he's been having problems swallowing. He never addressed it. And so, um, you know, he's having problems swallowing, he's gained weight, all this stuff. So obviously he needs to address it. But it's funny that comes has come up a second time on the show consecutively. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Have you ever, I mean, you're at the age, gosh, you should have had a colonoscopy. Have you done that yet? Yeah, I, I, I did that. I just did another, maybe like a fecal to have any cancer cells in there. So I, I don't have to do an actual colonoscopy. I just had my mammogram, eye doctor, dentist. I mean, like I'm getting it all in while I have my insurance. You know what? I would say, I would suggest that you, you're talking about a colonoscopy you did. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's what I call it. Yeah, it's a Cologuard. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> Cologuard and at, at your age, I'm not saying. I mean, for, I mean, your master number is one, so that's first chakra. I would suggest. Yeah, you know, I know you're rushing through things, and it's probably going to be difficult to schedule colonoscopy in the time frame that you have left um, with your insurance. But I would suggest. Yeah a colonoscopy because Cologuard does not tell you if you have polyps. I, they, right. They'll tell you, right. it may tell you if you have cancer, but I know someone who did a Cologuard and everything was fine 
and then was urged by a GI doc to go and get um, to, to get to get a colonoscopy. And this person did and had major polyps that if if they hadn't been dealt with within a year's time would have turned into cancer. I mean, they were extremely wow. large. So it's not wow. to say, I'm not saying, oh, I think you have cancer or you're going to get cancer. But yeah. Yeah. the is not reliable. And you got to get those yeah, polyps. Yeah. polyps you got to get them out. Yeah, I did have a colonoscopy, but that was over 10 years ago I had one, so... Oh, did you have any polyps or anything? No, no, everything was fine. Everything was fine. Well, that's yep. good at that point, but 10 years later, you know, you may want to check. Who knows what can happen in that. Yeah. Any, any family here? Yeah. Go ahead. And I can't do it now. I don't have the time to do it now, so I have to wait. Until, yeah. You know, no, you have to wait until you get your insurance, yeah. probably. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. family history of colon cancer or any digestive issues? Um, I don't know being adopted. I know I do, I do know yeah. that two, two members died of pancreatic cancer. Well, that's not exactly the colon, but it's no. I mean you're no, in the area. No. No. Pancreatic no. cancer. That's a that's a that sneaks up on you. Yeah, I've had that checked too. My head, when I had all these issues I had liver checked, you know, CAT scans, um, you know, kidney and and you know, um, pancreas and all these all these tests done because um, that's when they found out they had that fibroid that caused all these other issues, and that's why I only had one kidney too. I only have one, I only have one functioning kidney. Oh, really? Yeah, the the fibroid was so big it was 25 centimeters. It kept I guess a block in one of my kidneys. It was so big that it no longer works. Oh wow! Yeah, then it caused the hiatal hernia. Could have caught, put, put a hole in my hernia, so that's why I had that fixed. But and you still have dry, like my mouth is still always dry. Have the doctors suggested any way to treat dry mouth, or I mean, is there anything that I mean? I don't know much about hernias and what effects they can cause as far as like dry mouth. I mean, it's not something I've heard. So I'm not well educated. Um, I did a pH balance test. As you said, I still have residual reflex. I did a, ga- a gastric emptying study, and that was normal. So I have a follow-up her, with her next Thursday to go over maybe possible medications. I can't, I can't take most medications because they, they won't filter through my kidney. So I can't take a lot of those PPIs, and they don't work anyway. Right. Yeah, and then getting on all those meds. I mean, getting on a ton of meds is not exactly the yeah, best exactly. route either. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe 40 years. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, consulting with like a naturopathic doctor who might approach it differently with supplements, but, you know, there are naturopaths that are quacks and yeah. don't know what the hell they're doing. So you have to get a really, really good doctor, and that's expensive. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, insurance covers naturopaths, but sometimes they don't. And then getting the right doctor is important. And then, of course, you know, supplements aren't covered. But there probably is some kind of supplement that could help you with your dry mouth. Um, yeah, I'm hoping something. something. Have, what do you do? Um, do you ever, uh, have you ever heard of Thayer's? Thayer's? No. Uh, they're, they're, um, they're cough drops, but not like traditional cough drops where they're like menthol. They're like a 
more of a chalky, um, a more of a chalky kind of cough drop. They're they're used actually opera singers. They're the opera singers cough drop. So they are oh. really effective at hydrating. I think the mouth, you know, I use them and have oh, had good success. So at least That's you want to go. Yeah, I would I would try Thayer's, T-H-A-Y-E-R-S. Look it up. Oh, okay. And, yeah, I think I've seen it at the store. I think I've seen yeah, it. you may have seen them at the store. They're probably at the checkout stand. Yeah. They're in little tins. Yeah. And there's, like, different yeah. – I think there's a couple different flavors. But, um, you know, they do help with dry mouth. So at least – symptomatically you might get some relief until you get more answers about the hernia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. Okay, Andrea. Well thank let you. Us know. I will let you know yeah, I'll let you know after these interviews. Next time you're on I'll let you know how I'll I'll plays out. Okay, sounds good. You're welcome. Take care. Okay. Uh uh-huh. bye. Bye. No, we have 30 minutes. Maybe I should talk about my dream. (laughs) The lawnmower dream. You know, I had a dream two nights ago that it was so strange. I really, uh, it was an astral dream for sure. (laughs) And I dreamt that this man was killed by a lawnmower. And there two it was like a young man and two women were a young woman had put a, like a memorial like a, a two votive candles where he died and so on and so forth and there was a fire and when I told Neil about my dream I go I got to tell you about this dream I dreamt that a man was killed by a lawnmower and you started laughing at me like how ridiculous However, I want to inform everyone out there that lawnmower deaths occur more frequently than shark attacks, deaths related to shark attacks, bear attacks, lightning strikes. They're common. Yeah. (laughs) And you had your own experience with a lawnmower. You could have, oh, it was a tractor. I thought it was a lawnmower. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a uh, one it? of those tractors that cut the, cut golf, the gr- golf green. That's you know, called the, a lawnmower. That's yeah. a lawnmower. You sit in it. Yeah, it's a drivable lawnmower. It cuts the grass. It's yeah. a lawnmower. You could have been killed. Yeah, it did chase me. Um, <laughs> and I got out and it followed me around and I was running from it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does happen. It does. Um, you know, I looked it up online because I'm like, I feel nuts here. So I, I looked up lawnmower deaths, and there have been some ones that occurred in 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 very recent times, last month. Well, come to think of it, I saw two lawnmowers on the corner smoking cigarettes, and um, I stayed away from them. They looked pretty rough. You know, there's a novel, no novella, whatever, called The Lawnmower Man, Stephen King. Oh, made into a horrible he's movie. so disturbing. Uh, it was made into a movie that it wasn't quite so good, but uh, yeah, lawnmowers, you know, power tools, electric saws, yeah, you know, accidents happen. I mean, they don't, uh, 
it's due to accidents. It, it, I mean, it's due, sometimes it's due to environmental conditions, something flips over, but it, it's also due to human error. So, you know, that's like saying, um, do guns kill or do people behind the gun kill? I think it's people behind the gun right. kill. Well, it's the guns same thing. Guns can kill, but so can knives. It's the same thing with automobiles. I mean, obviously, you, yeah. you operate an automobile. Um, I mean, even if you're being careful, you can be killed by an automobile. Right. I mean, when you're dealing with a lethal weapon or, or an object that can potentially harm or maim or kill you, uh, most, in most cases, it takes the human, it takes human effort, unless like a tree falls on you or something like that. Uh, so, you know why? I don't know why you had that dream. I just laugh because it just seems so silly. <laughs> well, but, um, silly. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I I think dreams are are worthy of symbolism and uh, interpretation, but it doesn't mean you can't laugh. No. Um, but you're condemned it, for laughing. Yeah. Uh, no, it was I? I believe it was an astral dream, just because of the tone and timbre of the dream. It was a <laughs> The, you know, then it was that novel, The Gra- Lawnmower Man, called. I don't know why Stephen King chose that for a topic, but nonetheless, I think the guy was psychotic or something in the book. Uh, but when we get into the idea, well, you mentioned the symbolism of dreams, uh, there's two interpretations of dreams in my estimation. We can go to the father of the interpretation. Well, it, interpreting dreams goes all the way back to the Bible. Yeah, um, because the, the there were predicting the ox and you know what the mean. The and, kings hired yeah. you know dream interpreters. So there were dream interpreters. God could give you a wrong to a stone to death. But the uh, idea that dreams dreams are symbols, and it goes all the way back to the Bible. When we get into more of a scientific attitude of dreams, uh, Freud, the interpretation of dreams, that's about an 800 page book. Yeah, but then you get into Jung, who interpreted dreams too, which well, he was is totally different. I, I, and well, it, yes. Jung took it more on a, psycho, on a cosmic level. Um, Freud was more everything you dream had to, had do, to do with, with your childhood and that kind of thing. When we get into other aspects of dream symbolism or dream, dream mythology, we have all kinds of interpretations, dating all the way back to prehistoric times. Um, it's taken in a dream, and then they put their dreams on, you know, they formulate their dreams on caves and make drawings and symbols that become significant and things like that. Uh, but what... So there, there's two main interpretations. One is psychological, and the other one is more of a cosmic interpretation, something that's higher and above the element. Sometimes the two are combined together. Well, yeah, I mean, you can have a psychological dream, for example, and you can also be in the astral realm at the yeah. same time. So it's, it's, you know, there's a, well, it wouldn't be a double-edged sword, but there's <laughs> a, a double meaning to to dreams oftentimes. I mean, in this dream, well, and this doesn't matter, I'm not going to go into the other 
points of it, but there were some things that were that were happening that I was shedding from the day's experience, the previous day's experience in the dream. Yeah, it was all over the carpet too. Um, uh-huh. The idea that uh, dreams can be premonitions. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> Our gardener gets well killed by a lawnmower. Uh, the the idea that a dream can be a premonition is uh, another part of the dream world. Because if we if if we venture out into the astral realm during our sleep and we encounter something that is about to occur or will occur, and we bring that information back to our sleeping form, our mental faculties, our brain physically speaking, then it's considered, it can be considered a premonition. Well, it's interesting because I had a dream probably four or five nights ago that I I can't recall what it was because it was such a stupid, stupid premonition. I mean, like, you know, I dreamt something and it was like, you know, kind of an everyday, everyday not an everyday occurrence that would always happen, but something that happened in day-to-day life, which really, I was like, great, I'm dream, I'm, I'm predicting things that don't even matter. <laughs> but it was, I, but it was a premonition. It was a premonition because it did occur, but it was like, you know, rather insignificant in terms of, uh, you know, it's. Yeah. The the attitude of uh, you, you, because dreams also encompass our vivid imagination. Um, when I was a child, I had a dream that a lion escaped from the zoo and and ripped open attacked me and ripped open my throat. And the dream was so horrific and so vivid when I was a little boy, probably about five or six, that I thought it was really going to happen. Well, so far it hasn't happened, but the dream didn't derived from anything I'd seen or it just came out of the blue and um, it was kind of uh, frightening and I thought maybe there would be some something that might happen regarding a, a wild animal or escaped animal nothing that did happen so some dreams are sort of you put them on the shelf they're just sort of garbage, if you will, that comes out of your brain. It doesn't really mean that much unless you want to dig for symbolism or find some link to something that might be significant. But we dream constantly during our sleep. Our rapid eye movement, it just signifies more of our conscious dreaming that we have. Most of the dreams we have are right before we wake up. And we don't realize it. Well, it can happen in the middle of the night, but you're kind of in a conscious state when you're dreaming. When you're absolutely deep in, in, when you're absolutely deep in sleep, those dreams you don't usually remember. The ones you remember was when you're more on the surface uh, of your sleep. Well, yeah, I I was recently woken up abruptly um, during a dream, and when I when I move when I'm awakened in the process of a dream, um, I feel really awful the next that day, you know. I, I I don't feel rested. If I wake up, 
when I'm dreaming and then have to get up out of bed. Well, you know, when you get into the idea of more of, of a, on, a, on, a, on a human level, dreams don't always work. Martin Luther King had a dream that didn't quite work. Um, after his death, look at the trouble he had. The idea that that a dream can also be wishful thinking. We can force our minds to produce an outcome from a dream. We can also be overcome with tension and anxiety so that it spills out into our dream and and, and we invent a horrible scenario in our dream through rapid association from one object to another that spills into a, a plot line. And so we think something bad is going to happen when it's really the unscrambling and the reassembling of our anxiety. And it's just mapped out in the dream world because our brains are move along in narration. We're all, we're all narrators. Whenever you have a dream, you've narrated a story. And it could just be for the sake of imagination or the sake of working something out. But when you have a dream, uh, you know, you have to kind of look at it at different levels. Now, some people say, well, I had a dream I got this job. And it has nothing to do with the history, the background. You just had a dream, you had a job. But that doesn't always ring true because you may not get the job. So uh, dreams not sometimes can actually count on. I don't really, my, my method is more to interpret a dream than to say that it's going to be prophetic. Uh, that's a whole different category. A prophetic dream means that your astral body is actually in a realm where you are witnessing the future, so witnessing something that's actually happening or will happen. That's different. That's not really a dream. That's more of witnessing an actual event. And it just came out into your dream world. Our brains have the capacity to see ahead. We have to be able to have that that ability because uh, on survival levels, we're, we're supposed to anticipate any impending danger. So sometimes it's the naked eye, which is very limited. But in many cases, the third eye, the third eye is what opens up the dream world. So when you're dreaming, you're not really dreaming. You're seeing things, right? You're seeing actual things in your dream state. But you're not seeing it with your naked eye. What you're, and you're not seeing it with your imagination. The imagination can't see anything. What you're seeing is through the vision lens of your third eye. Now, that third eye holds your history. It holds your free life. Your, your karma, conditions of uh, past lives, and it also holds the circumference of your present life and as well as uh, it's a mirror into the future. So when you're dreaming, you're actually utilizing the usage of your third eye, and that's um, a matter of whether it's accurate or not. On some level, every dream is somewhat accurate. It may not actually happen, and it may have its percentage 
mainly in the realm of imagination, but there's something actual about every dream we have, um, even the horrible ones. People will say, oh, you were only dreaming. Don't worry, it's just a dream. But why would someone have a dream? Well, you explain, oh, you got scared, your anxiety, your worry. And, and then some people just say, well, it's just a dream. It's, you don't, don't worry about it. But still, why have it? There's something that the brain unlocks, the third eye unlocks, that gives significant value to every dream we have. And so it's worthy of attention or analyzing nonetheless. Do you have any dream? Well, I'm sorry, I had to step away for a moment. What? That's what I missed. I missed about four minutes of what you were talking about. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> I, I've been sorry to pass you the baton. But, yeah. um, but no, no, you're not talking to yourself. There. Hundreds upon millions of listeners. So um, I, I, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I had a ridiculous dream last night. Ridiculous. Typical. I had a ridiculous dream. Stupid. So, I mean, you know, when you, I mean, a dream, I'm not going to get into the dream on the air, but it was such a stupid dream. And I thought, where did this dream come from? Where did this dream come from? Because it was so ridiculous and involved people that I don't know, um, but are usually I don't dream about people in the public eye. It was someone in the public eye, but not anyone like I follow or pay attention to. And this person suddenly was in my in my dream. So I don't know, you know. It, well, that makes me. I had a dream within a dream. I had a dream regarding the Everly Brothers. <laughs> and uh, you know them. them uh, yeah, dream, 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 dream. 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 Yeah. Just a color. I love that song, by the way. Okay. Oh, Jennifer, it's Jennifer. <laughs> you know what? I looked at the number, and my eyes are blurry. For I mean, I'm just not seeing very well today. And it said it's six. It looked like six one nine area code, not five one nine. And then when I wrote down the rest of the number, I realized I wasn't seeing that five correctly. Anyway, hi, hi. There are no stupid dreams. Oh, mine was stupid last night. Let me tell you. <laughs> it was like, what the hell is this? Where is it coming from? If there's no stupid dreams, then, then the Three Stooges never existed. Oh. <laughs> She's 439 Is this the relationship advice hotline? Hmm? Is this the relationship advice hotline? This is the relationship advice hotline, yes. You've reached yeah, Love Line. Landers, right? Love Line. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, and got his wig what, and earrings. And. <laughs> um, it, what's happened with me? So we're at, I think, I've started dating in 2000 or no, 2020, and it's now 2022, but almost 2023. I just feel like it's not really necessarily going anywhere. It's like there's 
I don't know. It's it's hard to explain because I'm sort of at I and I and I admit I get bored very easily. But you know, if there isn't some sort of action after about three years, I'm usually gone. So is am I on like some sort of get rid of people cycle? Well, that's in your day, three. But anyway, just as a side note, but your your significant other's birth date, I don't remember it. But I think it's September 17th, uh, 71. 1971, so he just had a birth date. 9, 10, 18, yeah. 27, 28, 30. Yeah, he's an 8. That's, I did remember. I can't believe it. You're good. <sighs> well, some things. You and 14, <laughs> 14 together, um, which is five. You know, I remember talking, I remember on a past show that we talked to you about him, and we were kind of ambivalent about the where the relationship was going. I was trying to do a moment. Do yes, recall? I do. That was probably about... Uh, I, that would probably be about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, about that. Yeah. But I mean, it's still, so I mean, we're predicting, I mean, the future and saying, well, you know, this is probably going to be, you know, a relationship that you stay in by choice and it, it could break up. It's not a destiny factor in the relationship, but um, I don't know. Neil, why don't you well, talk? You know, but Jennifer, I have... your first two numbers come to a seven. And then with the 19, it comes to 17. He's born on the 17th, and he's also born in 71, which is an inverted 17. You're born in 1970, and with that 19, it becomes a 71. So you have a the the thing going on is that you have a past life with this person, and the past life you have with this person has commanded the two of you to meet after your respective karmas have already been extended beyond the age of 24 and 35. So you have, you're in a relationship with this guy because it's based on a past life, but it doesn't kick in until you're older in life. So you're actually living a past life with this person, which means that, that you're sort of going through the motions of something that you had to experience, even though the substance of it is purely just past life crap. You've got to make up for it. I don't think he's your soulmate. And the reason you get bored easy, but if he was committed, and if he hasn't done so already, he would be excelling in the relationship to the extent that you would think he wants you and nobody else. If he's kind of apathetic and like that. That is exactly the word that I was going to, I mean, after you stop talking, apathetic. This is exactly yeah. the word that I was going to use. Uh, in 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 describing him, go on. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if that's the case, um, it's not going to go anywhere. It's past life. Now, because you're a six and he's an eight, if you've been with him what three years? How many years? Two years? Three, almost three. Uh, that that could be coming to a close because your fire number is three, three. and three is half of your six. What's that? Terminology. Um, so, uh, probably you're holding on to something that's karmic. And we can only say that 
if you're deciding to move on, you've probably passed the time limit as to what is required of the two of you. What you have to do is understand that what did you learn from this? What did you get from it? I mean, what, what did it do for you? The content of the relationship. I mean, you guys go, you know, maybe travel together, go out right. to dinner, go to concerts. I mean, you know, these are things we know from, you know, your communication with us. But, I mean, the content of the, I mean, the soul connection. I, I think you guys are totally different, totally different individuals. I mean, and I think that may present a problem for you because you're, of the two, I mean, he's, he's, he's more probably logic-based, um, not, not into exploring the soul and the spirit. So as far as a true soul connection, I think you're lacking that with this individual. Oh, yeah, definitely the soul connection part is missing. You're right. So, and and there's, you know, he's very stuck on logics, correcting people's grammar, um, math, things like that, So, which aren't really high up there on my list of priorities. I like to correct people's grammar, too, but still into the soul and spirit. Well, See, there's well, a balance. You <laughs> You do have a soul connection with them. It may not be compatible, but your souls are linked. Yeah, they're linked. No, I'm not trying to diminish that, but I'm talking about relating on a soul level. That's that's lacking. That's lacking, whether or not they're connected. I no, mean, they're relating on a soul level. They're not relating on, on an emotionally a, compatible level and an intellectually compatible level. But they're relating on a soul level. I understand what you're they saying. They got it. They're relating on a soul level. They weren't. They didn't have a soul connection. They wouldn't even know each other. There's no, there's nothing that binds them together. In other words, what's holding right. them together uh, is the soul, because it's not the intellect, and it's not, it's not the interests. So actually, yeah, uh, I get, Jennifer, I get. you have a soul connection with this guy. That's what's holding you together with him. You, you know what's weird is, so I'm a little bit of a medium, and um, well, I am a medium. I find that people whose mothers have passed away, it's like their mother is nattering in their ear, keep her, keep, the, the, the mothers on the other side love me. They want these men to, you know, date me, be with me, marry me, whatever. But, and I don't know how much, and this, I don't, you might not agree with me, I don't know how much of this is they're susceptible to it and, they're like, well, she's not really my type, but I, I feel like I have to. I'm drawn to her, and they and they can't explain it because they don't believe in it. Because you're, you know, you're a good listener, and you're intelligent, yeah. and they feel secure with you. So you're a good match for their son. Uh, yeah, that's what they think, and it's because you probably come from an old maternal tribe. So. So you, you're accustomed to that conversation with women where there's, you're not so much at odds, especially with older women. Uh, but when it comes to men, there's clashing. So what it means is that you, your psyche has sort of got damaged somehow in the connection with men to where uh, there's some factor there that's flawed. 
yeah. because of a past life. And and I'm I I'm feeling like in your life there hasn't been that person that you had a great connection with. I've had great connections, but not in the way that say you and Neil have. It's it's always been there's been something to be gained from it, and then I you know I realize what that was, and then you know things go the way they go. So it's not like there haven't been great ones, but not romantic. I wouldn't say romantically great ones. The de- right, the depth and the depth of what you're getting from a romantic connection is not the depth that you're looking for. So, I mean, I can backtrack on what I said. Yes, your souls are connected. Yeah. Neil is absolutely right, and what you're getting on an emotional level from him, and an intellectual level for him is lacking. But as far as what you're seeking, I mean, what you want from a soulmate is not what you're getting from this individual or anyone. Well, you, uh, to answer your question, uh, Chris and I have gone through a lot. And what we found that <laughs> gonna make a our soul connection is super glue. <laughs> Just, you know. Um, a too. <laughs> and you let it dry overnight. Actually, yeah. tape. That's your favorite. Uh, that's your favorite. Your, it's your go-to fix-it tool. Well, tape. Nice, <laughs> I like the liquid. I'm sure. Seriously. And if you ask Neil to fix anything, <laughs> masking tape, scotch tape, uh, oh, duct tape. tape. What is it? Alien tape. It's it's double-sided and reusable. That would be perfect for us. Alien as long tape. As long as it isn't a Watergate tape. <laughs> but no, you know, I I don't I don't think there are any troubled waters. Um, no. Uh, maybe you should start David Paul Simon. <laughs> or yeah, or Gar or Garfunkel. I, I, you know, or Garfunkel. I don't, I don't think I think out. you have a soul. You have a soul connection. But you could do better if you're looking for the emotions and the intellect and interests. Uh, and in your lifetime, you're, you're probably somewhere find that energy. You don't want to just be with someone that you're going to be passing the time with and just, you know, it's companionship for the sake of companionship. You want to yeah. be in a relationship. What? Go ahead. There is a certain age where, you know, that, that becomes more attractive yeah. than other things. I know. I know you're right, <laughs> but 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 I don't think that the answer is this is the last person that you're going to be connecting with in your lifetime, despite your age. I think someone yeah. else will come in, but it's just a matter of connecting with the right person. Well, and, and it's also being in the right place yourself. So there's some stuff I need to work on. So yeah. Yeah, that's everybody does. So you're not alone. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your input. I appreciate it. Now, have some normal dreams tonight, Kristen. Thank you. I hope so. Last <laughs> yeah. night, uh, not normal good. Drinks. Normal yeah. dreams. Oh, dreams. <laughs> I'd like to have some normal drinks. <laughs> Maybe that'll help my sleep. Anyway, uh, take care, Jennifer. Let us know what you decide too. I will. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, I suspect it's not going to be an immediate breakup or anything, but anyway, that's just my hunch. 
We are back on the air on Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, and uh, we will speak to our followers then. Bye.